Round two of the Masters is in the books. The cut has been made. We have a lot of cool history happening this year. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. Just wanted to jump in. We've got two rounds in the books right now and wanted to kind of pull up and look at some cool data that we found while sort of crunching some numbers. First and foremost, the cut has been made. I want to apologize for my, uh, my voice today. My mouth is not moving as quickly as it normally does in that I had a, a, a tooth e- extraction yesterday. It had become abscessed and was in a lot of pain. So a good friend of mine was able to remove that and I'm very grateful. So Dr. Marshall, thank you very much. And uh, so we'll try to plow through this today. First and foremost, we had the cut made after the second day and 22 individuals have been cut from the Masters, um, which is quite a small cut. It's quite a small field to start with, but quite a small cut. The ones that I was sort, that sort of stick out and surprise you, obviously Justin Rose, who shot a 73, a 75-73 to miss the cut. The cut was actually at uh, plus three. Um, and he was actually based on the data of the five aspects that we looked at coming into the tournament. He was the one that was far and away, um, at least statistically speaking, should have been in the best place to win this tournament. Uh, obviously, the, you got it. That's why we go out and actually play it. So he was my pick, and he was in four out of the five different uh, uh, statistics that we looked at being... Um, Proximity to the green, scrambling, three-putt avoidance, and 10-footers. Justin Rose was in, and and we have proximity to the green at 150 to 170 yards, 75 yards, and 125 to 150 yards. He was on four out of five of those and was really playing well. He did take a big break before the Masters, and I don't know if that necessarily was part of his poor performance, but he did not play up to his standards in the Masters this year for sure. So some of the other surprises that um, did not make the cut, at least as far as I'm concerned. Um, let's see, uh, I, I, you know, Mike Weir is a local guy and a past champion, obviously, and he shot an even par 72 the first day. So kind of thought that maybe he would figure it out and he shot a 76 and missed the cut. Uh, Danny, Danny Willett, a former champion, 75, 73, same as Justin Rose, missed the cut. Sergio Garcia, 73-70, a previous right champion, 73-75 to miss the cut on the number, uh, plus four. Adam Long, a champion of this year uh, out in the desert, 75-74 to miss the cut. Brant Snedeker, 75-74 to miss the cut. Um, let's see, Fred Couples, who has been playing well and typically does make the cut here, 78-71. So that first round kind of took him out of, the, out of it. Uh, Charles Swartzel, who has played well in the Masters, 77-72. So Paul Casey, he's a winner this year, uh, just recently, 80-76. So those are the ones that were kind of a big surprise. Again, only 22. Vijay Singh also missed the cut. Um, But the cool thing about what we've got going on today is we have five at the top 
at minus 7. That is the most we've had leading after two rounds, after 36 holes. So that is a bit of history right there, that we have seven up on the top. And we've got them from, you know, four different countries. We've got Italy represented by Francisco Molinari. We've got Australia represented by Jason Day and Adam Scott. We've got the USA represented by Brooks Kepka, And we've got Louis Oosthuizen representing South Africa. So very cool to have that many. And then we've got four people right behind them at minus six. Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley, Tiger Woods, and Justin Harding. Justin Harding being from South Africa as well. So really cool leaderboard. I don't know if you've watched any of the tournament. It's been really spectacular play. I don't remember a time when we've had so many of the, of the big guns packed up at the top. Really, the, I mean, as far as the, you know, you've got a tie for, what is this, the, the top five, and then you've got another four down. So the top nine folks, we all really know except Justin Harding. So super impressive and really fun to look at. Um, I, I, just to give you some idea, the stat leaders so far, and I, again, PGA Tour is the best for keeping stats, and so I really appreciate that they give us some midway stats for the Masters, but the interesting thing about these stats is you're going to notice that there's not really too many folks um, that, are, that are in the lead that are impressing us that much with these stats. So let's Look at him. Tony Finau is actually playing quite nice. He's leading in driving distance at 319 yards per drive. Um, then the, really the next, you've got Justin Rose at number four, Rory McIlroy at number five, Adam Scott at number six, and then Justin Thomas, 310, and Brooks Kepka at 309 yards. So that's your, basically your top 10 and those that are contending right now. Driving accuracy, uh, interestingly enough, uh, Bernard Langer at 89%, um, as we like to say. And again, I know he hits it further than me, but as far as the pro game, right, I think the expression is he can't hit it out of his own shadow. So it's easier to hit the fairway that way. So anyway, so he leads as far as driving accuracy. But the names here, um, obviously driving accuracy, not as important at the, at the Masters because nobody in the top 10 here is in the top 10 leading except Francisco Molinari, who's hitting 82% of his fairways, and that is one of his strengths, hitting fairways. So he is the only one in the top 10 that is leading in driving accuracy. Uh, again, the master's not known for a lot of rough and being very penal in the rough. Um, so greens and regulation, jumping right back down. You've got Adam Scott, Ian Poulter, Brooks Kepka, Louis Ustazen, uh, Tiger Woods, as being the ones that are in the top 10, well, within that top, within two strokes of, of the lead, that are actually leading in greens and regulation as well. That is an important stat at the Masters, as we've talked about before. Making sure you hit the green and having an opportunity to make that birdie putt. Now, the, the next few, the leading in birdies, I think this, I thought this was a fascinating stat. So leading in birdies, Xander Shoffley is number one. We know that he started off slow. I think he shot one over and then came screaming back and now sits at six under par. So he had quite a few birdies yesterday. He's had 13 total birdies so far in two rounds at the Masters, which I think is uh, amazing. Bryson DeChambeau, who really struggled yesterday, but he's in second place with 12 birdies. Brooks Kepka, Louis Oosthuizen, and Keegan Bradley all have 11 birdies. 
Jason Day, Justin Harding, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, and Billy Horschel round out the top 10 with 10 birdies each. So kind of uh, cool there. Obviously, birdies are very important at the Masters. So out of the stats that, were, that we're tracking right now, um, the most important, obviously, are greens and regulation and birdies. Driving accuracy seems to have very little to do with anybody who's leading at the Masters. And uh, driving distance seems to have very little to do with anybody who's leading at the Masters. Right, so we've actually got some like Justin Rose, who was fourth in driving distance, didn't make the cut. So there you have it. And then the last thing I was looking at, I know we discussed sort of the 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 pre-show to the Masters. We discussed how the powers that be at the Masters always protect that course and protect the dream of of Bobby Jones, which was he wanted people to really have to play well on the par threes and par fours. And then he wanted to give them birdie opportunities on the par fives. So what we saw in the historical scoring averages of at the Masters is that, that that's exactly right. On the par threes and par fours, it averages, those, those holes average over par. And on the par five, it averaged under par. So looking at, again, through round two, I just wanted to go through and kind of compare the holes and see how they're playing out and see if historically, if the course is holding up to what it, what it has um, been ranked at historically, which is kind of a cool, interesting question. Even the rankings of the holes as far as difficulty goes to see how those match up. And what we see is obviously the course is playing softer. They've got so they had some precipitation and they're going to, it looks like they're gonna have some more over the weekend. But it's been interesting to see how the course still holds up because they have the ability at the masters to really control the uh, playing conditions. They have the sub-air system where they can dry out the, the greens and they can dry out some of the, uh, the wetter areas on the course. So they have the ability then to, even when it is, uh, the course is a little wetter than normal, to have some control over that. And I think we kind of see that in these numbers. So I just want to quickly go through here and, and run through them. Again, this is going to be really data heavy. So if, you're not, if you don't like the data and the numbers, probably, you know, until next time, better data means better golf, and we'll see you next time, right? Signing off. But for those who like to geek out on this kind of stuff, um, so hole number one averaged 4.24 strokes over the course of history. Through round two, 4.16. The ranking of hole number one has historically been sixth, and so far after two rounds, sixth as far as difficulty goes. So dead on perfect very close to how hole one has always ranked over the course of history, which I think is amazing. Hole number two, par five, pink dogwood, historically has been a 4.79 average. It is averaging 4.77 in 2019. Rank historically is 16th, rank for 2019, 15th. So very consistent there. Hole number three, par four, Flowering Peach is the name of the hole. Historically, the score has been 4.08, 2019, 3.9. So here's the first par four that is averaging less than par, not typical, and yet the rank, the difficulty ranking on both holes, I mean in historically and for this tournament, 14th, exactly the same. Okay, so which would suggest that maybe scores are a little lower this time around for the Masters in 2019. Okay, hole number four, flowering crab apple. You gotta love these names, right? Um, historically has averaged 
3.29, it's a par three, has averaged 3.29 for 2019, 3.08. Okay, so it has averaged, its, its rank has been the third most, most difficult hole historically. In 2019, the ninth most difficult hole. So here's the first one where we see a great bit of disparity between the historical and the current ranking, which means then that, um, again, if this holds true going forward, again, the greens are softer. I will give them that. And so par threes are easier when the greens are softer. Absolutely are. You get to tee up the ball. You get to pick your iron. Boom. It's just a lot easier. You've got a perfect lie on the tee. So it'll be interesting to see if this doesn't throw up some red flags through the end of the tournament and see how this, and we'll definitely look at this on Monday after the tournament, but historically ranked third, most difficult, and now ranked ninth. That's quite a jump. Uh, so there you have it. Okay, hole number five. This is the one we talked about. They added 40 yards to try to make it more difficult and get it back to how the, the uh, hole was originally designed to play. It has historically averaged 4.26 strokes and 2019, 4.34. It's actually gotten more difficult than historically. In the past, it's ranked the fifth most difficult hole. This week, 2019, it's ranked the most difficult hole. So objective really reached here. I mean, par number five, Mango, uh, Magnolia has become the hardest hole in the course, at least in 2019. So definitely done well there. But the average score on the hole has only gone up six points, right? Okay, so hole number six, Juniper, par three, averages 3.14 strokes. This time around, three, right on the button. Difficulty ranking, historically, 13th, 2019, 11th. Number seven, par four, Pompous, has historically been a 4.15. 2019, 4.09 strokes. Difficulty ranking historically 10th for 2019, 8th. So close, close there. Number eight, par five, Yellow Jasmine, historically has averaged 4.83 strokes. For 2019, 4.67 strokes. Difficulty ranking historically 15th. Difficulty ranking for 2019, 16th. Very close there. And, and you would expect it to be bumped down a little bit. Um, it's actually playing a little more difficult, probably because it's, well, we've, we've got some, some rearranging to do here. It's, it's very interesting, and it gets more interesting from this point forward. So number nine is a par four. Carolina Cherry is its name. Historically, the hole has averaged 4.14 strokes. In 2019, 4.12. Here's the interesting thing. The difficulty ranking historically has been 12th. 2019, it has been 7th. 7th most difficult. So it's five holes more difficult in 2019. Maybe something to do with the moisture and making that hole play a little bit longer. Hole number 10, par 4, uh, Camellia, historically has averaged 4.31 strokes. 2019, 4.23 strokes, so a little easier. In the past, his ranked is the most difficult hole, number one. In 2019, it is averaging third most difficult hole. So still tough, still in the top three. Hole number 11, par four, White Dogwood is the name. Historically, he has averaged 4.3 strokes. For 2019, 4.32 strokes. Rank, historically number two, 
for 2019, number two, dead on perfect, playing exactly the same. Hole number 12, par three, Golden Bell. Historically has averaged 3.28 strokes, 2019, 2.93. Again, another hole averaging, another par three averaging less than three. Difficulty ranking in historically has been fourth. For 2019, 13th. So the par threes are playing much easier in 2019 than they have historically. Number 13, par five. Average strokes for historically, average strokes have been 4.78. For 2019, 4.5. Historically, it has been the 17th, the 17th most difficult hole. So basically, almost the easiest, right? 17th. And for this week, also averaging 17th. Azalea being the, the whole name. Number 14, par four. Uh, 4.17 historically, 4.17 in 2019. Historically, the rank has been eighth. This week, tied for fourth. More difficult. So we're seeing these par fours playing more difficult. Hole number, uh, hole number 15, Firethorn, par five, has averaged 4.78 historically. This week is averaging 4.45. Historically is ranked 18th most difficult, so easiest hole in the course. This year as well, 18th easiest hole in the course. 17, I mean 16, par three, Red Bud being the name. 3.15 average historically, 2.98 for 2019. Again, another par three averaging less than par. And the one that averaged par was number six and it was three on the button. So the par threes are playing quite a bit easier this year. Again, probably due to moisture. As far as difficulty ranking historically for number 16, Redbud has been 11th. Interestingly enough, it's playing, it's, it's under par, but it's ranked as the 12th hardest hole. And number 17th, par four, historically has averaged 4.16 strokes. This year, 4.05. Historically has been ranked ninth most difficult. This year, 10th most difficult. And 18, Holly. Par four, up the hill, to the clubhouse for the green jacket, has averaged 4.23 strokes. This year has averaged 4.17 strokes. Um, in the past has been seventh most difficult, and this year has been as tied for fourth most difficult. So those are some interesting numbers. The course is playing easier on the par threes and playing harder on the par fours. Again, something to do with moisture and those holes that go up the hill are playing tougher because it's softer. So really cool stuff, very interesting. Super excited to see how the weekend goes. Hopefully that data was interesting. I, I geek out with the data. Super interesting stuff. Uh, hitting greens and birdie putts, the most, the most important stat right now at the Masters. It'll be interesting to see how the weather plays into it. So fun to see Tiger playing well, to have Brooks Kepa, Kepka playing well, Francisco Molinari, Molinari, we know his game was, was really well. Uh, Louis Oosthuizen has played well at the Masters before. It'll be a great, great weekend, and I hope you enjoy it. Until next time, remember, better data always means better golf and hopefully more interesting golf. Until next time, thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.